0: I won more premierships alone than the other one. He has commanded absolutely sidebar.
1: Boys, we are here to ranch. James. We have to do justice before just sliding right into yeah. the top four. Yeah. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races ball. Good afternoon. And Patrick.
0: Uh, you have a really heated first. race to finish in the top four. and you trot out a BT?
1: What do you mean you're talking I don't
0: have an option. I'm talking so far. Wow. Welcome! Wow. Yeah. Welcome! welcome. welcome. Alright, all
1: right, all right. right. What do you think what do you think of that McConaughey? It's decent. It's October 30th, match week 10, spooky season, Halloween coming up. We got a great recap for you. We got a great show for you. Patrick's here in tow, but I want to start the show by addressing the fans directly. Uh We made a promise to you guys coming out of that questionnaire that we would limit the amount of United and Arsenal chatter uh, for the good of the pod. We were going to bite our tongues and uh, make this a really democratic podcast, but that wasn't until the captain of Arsenal threw off his jersey, tossed his armband, cupped his ears, and told the entirety of the Home Emirates crowd that was booing him to fuck right off. You can't not talk about that. I'd sure like to you can't not talk about that it's like it's like the uh, the old adage don't think of a pink elephant yeah don't think of butt butthole eyes what are you thinking of
0: I'm glad you said eyes because I was going to a different place <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus yeah you can't not talk about I'm it quick folks. on my feet So here's what we're going to do. We are going to talk about Arsenal Palace, but we're going to use this week as a segue to introducing something that is a bit of a democratic process in Prem de la Prem. We're going to do three games of the week to start off each episode before we get into our segments that you guys know and love. Will La Bamba make an appearance? We don't know. I honestly don't remember how that segment goes.
0: Uh, Based on our feedback, I think that you might see that once or twice more this year. (laughs) (laughs) that's a generous take yeah
1: all right well this week we are going to kick it off with southampton leicester arsenal palace and then liverpool spurs and then moving forward we're going to run it james's pick patrick's pick probably in that order and then on sunday night you the fans will pick the third game for us to talk about and that's how we're going to run it
0: i love it Mm mm-hmm yeah and um, you know, sometimes it might just so happen that it's Arsenal and United and then whatever you guys want to talk about. But that's it might just just so happen. It might just be that way. Oh it, yeah,
1: our picks our picks are gonna be very subjective.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did not pick Arsenal this week. I will have you know. Yeah, that was a James's pick. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it can go both ways. It
1: can go either way. There's pain, surely, to be involved, and uh, just for the record, we're not doing Burnley vs. Chelsea to make up for all the times that NBC did a segment on Pulisic when they shouldn't have, so don't blame us. Blame the two Robbies and Rebecca Lowe. Fair enough. Yeah. He's been spoken about enough. So, without further ado, you guys know solar.com Hey, listener at home. Listener in your car. Listener pretending to work. Are you thinking about going solar? Well, guess what? solar.com will provide you the three best quotes customized for your home, from local installers on average solar.com quotes are 2800 smackaroos lower than the going price from installers directly and that is not a quote from us that's from the department of energy ever heard of it and if you want a little favor from the prem de la prem boys just mention prem 19 over the phone and tell them north london is neither red nor white that will earn <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's crystal palace's colors oh boy <laughs> that will earn you 250 dollars off your purchase And the code is valid, my friends, through the end of the year. So get online, go to solar.com, and start that solar project today. Without further ado, my solar.com question for you, kicking off Southampton, Lester. (laughs) Do you draw a parallel between Lester's performances and Andy the Engineer's performances in the Prem de La Prem Fantasy League?
0: Well, I do, because he is so much of a homer that he's smacking Madison and Vardy and his fantasy team. Not only are they getting shutouts, I think they put up five goals between the two of them in that game. Yeah, um, He put up 94 points this game week. Sitting number one in the table. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I absolutely draw a corollary there. And you know what I would say to this, because this is you know we talked about our feedback and we take it seriously, let's just say Andy the Engineer was divisive. Some people wanted more, some people wanted less.
1: Yeah, nobody wanted the same amount.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people were questioning his football acumen. I would tell you to look at the table. Look at the table. Andy the engineer is staring you right in the face in the number one spot. Yeah.
1: If anyone deserves a Jocka reaction, it's Andy to that questionnaire. <laughs> yeah. Cup those ears,
0: Andy. Yeah. Uh, a little different context. But. Yeah, you
1: talked about his team selection though. It reminds me of Office Space, where the guy's like trying to get fired and he just keeps getting promoted. Because Andy's <laughs>
0: team is <laughs> Vardy,
1: James Madison, Christian Pulisic. Mosala, uh, maybe not so much, but those three are like, yeah, these are like the three players that Andy knows and are in the team. And then you look at the rest of it, and I'm starting to get a whiff of collusion because he's got little sneaky players in there, like Milivojevic, who takes all of Palace's pens, and it's like, how did he know
0: this? Look, you can you can sleep on him if you want. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I know we love to have a go, but uh, the man knows his footy, and there's a reason he is our. Actually, he's tied with Carl for our most uh, most appearances on the show. But there's a reason we bring him on the show—not just for laughs, uh, but the man knows his football, despite what he'll have you believe. Yeah, and if well, let's talk about his team.
1: Well, yeah, he's just to just to put a bow on that. I'm sorry, one.
0: I, I I know that I shouldn't be handling transitions. That's all. Oh I'm no, talking.
1: it's okay, it's okay. When I write down my notes, they will get said, <laughs> no matter how the flow of the show is going. <laughs> I'm gonna say my notes. He's top of the table by 50 points in the league and posted 94 last weekend, which was unheard of. Um. We do have people in second and third place. We had this segment going Mm. a while ago. I want to bring it back. I want you to rate their names in fantasy. Right. Okay. So, I don't know if this was one of them. In second place, we got our boy Lampard in the pun.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm giving it an eight, which is exactly what I've given Frank Lampard so far. Ooh. All right. I like the tie-in there.
1: All right. And then in third place, our good friend Jack Bennett with a team name, Lucky
0: Not Good. Honest, um, but poor team name poor um i'd go two maybe Sometimes
1: 2.4 you appreciate the refreshingness of someone just calling it like it is
0: yeah but i mean I'd, I'd like um i'd like jack to give himself a little bit more credit you're sitting on third in the table um you know be be okay to own your skills you know you don't need to you don't need to hide behind that your whole right.
1: life well keep jack. it up guys lucky lucky not good maybe you'll be lucky enough to slide up into second and challenge andy the engineer in the coming weeks yeah and me you... on the other hand 20th place Maybe it's time to hang with the boots.
0: <laughs> so now the whole, um, God, it, it just kills me that we're going to have to buy Andy a jersey, and he's going to put Andy the Engineer on the back of the oh, Lester yeah. jersey.
1: I, oh, I thought it would have been Mad Dog, but either one is really just an embarrassing thing to request. <laughs> I oh, can't boy. wait, though. I kind of right. want it to happen. Let's set that aside. We'll keep our tabs on it, but you're right. Let's talk about the game itself. Let's talk about Lester, who were your mortal lock last week for a Moneyline victory over Santh- South- Southampton, and holy shit, did they deliver it.
0: Yeah, in um probably the I mean one of the most epic fashion in Premier League history, I think the second the second largest or tie for the second largest margin of goal goal difference I in a Premier League I tried to look league that game. up.
1: I know they equaled United versus Ipswich uh 9-0 and yeah.
0: that was back in 95. I, think there I Was it 10 10-0. Uh, okay. i we'll confirm that. We'll check back right. in on that. Biggest away biggest away record. That's the craziest part. Yeah. I mean, mind you, I think this says a lot. I mean, obviously look, Leicester, they've won the league. They're I mean, if if Liverpool as a city slip up, you also have to look for Leicester to slip up. Now mm-hmm. they're 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 they need to be respected. I think we have the same opinion about Brandon Rodgers, but I think you have to respect the job that he's done with that team so far, and they're producing and playing with a fervor that is is it's really hard to match. They they have an identity about them, mm-hmm. this underdog, this grit. You know, there's mm-hmm. the, you, you they don't lay flat. They mm-hmm. they step up, and, you know, yeah, Southampton on a red card in the 12th minute or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, it's not how you draw it out. Right. You know, obviously you felt pretty good about the lock, but getting to nine is, I mean, that's just, I think that says a lot about Southampton as well.
1: It says a lot about Southampton. Well, I to
0: go down, I believe, rather just kind of from the hip to start the season.
1: Oh yeah, I think it was one of those. You looked at my notes and you're like, "Oh, I can't pick
0: Brighton. All right, Southampton. Let's <laughs> run it."
1: But Leicester, it took a full team to do it, and I think last week we touched on the yep. the togetherness and the quality that spread amongst the team. And I think this week something interesting to <clears> note <throat> is the shrewd business that they that they've done as a club. They sell their crown jewels high. You mm-hmm. know, McGuire, the most expensive defender. It was oh, how are they going to fill that gap? They brought in Soyonshu, who's arguably the better of the center halves compared to Johnny Evans. Right. And then they invest that money right back in by pulling in a Thielmans at half the cost of Maguire, I think. Yep. And the way they keep Vardy happy, they bring up Harvey Barnes and and Madison, who were championship side products. They just cultivate a really strong team.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's just one example. Uh, you know, they did the same with Reed Myers. They did the same with N'Golo Conte. Well right? said. You yeah. know, they've they've... They've now shipped off three, call them stalwarts, to other clubs that the traditional big, sit, big six clubs reinvested that money wisely. And again, that in, that I, identity that they have is quite strong. And I'm not afraid to say it. I think Casper Schmeichel is one of the best goalkeepers in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's one of these things where oh, mm-hmm. he doesn't get paid the way the mm-hmm. others do. Uh, I mean, I, I I think that if De Gea were to go to Spain, there would be a call. I really do. And you know there's obviously a tie there, but hey. I think that he has the quality to play for any club in the in the league. What's the tie? Hmm? What's the what's the tie? Petter Petter Schmeichel used to play for United. Oh, I see. Yeah. Fun the ori- fact for the you. original helmet head. Skirt
1: knew that. <laughs> Fun fact for you, he was the goalkeeper in the nine nil victory over Ipswich. You can't make that up.
0: Oh, that is that is interesting. He is mm-hmm. also I did see that on Breitbart. in uh, anyway, go ahead. FIFA Ultimate Team, he is the icon that costs the fewest amount of swaps. Explain that to me. Basically, every other icon is more expensive than him. Okay. So, he's the cheapest. He's the Uh, easiest to obtain.
1: Okay. (laughs) Interesting. I'm going to file that one away. Well, you talk about how shrewd and how much of a business acumen Lester have had in cultivating a team. The flip side is Southampton, and it was a bad day to be a Southampton fan. They were four-nil down, 39 minutes into the game, with 10 men on the field, pissing rain, and people were leaving like cockroaches in an apocalypse.
0: Yeah, I mean, what reason do you have to stick around at that point? You know, and it got it got bad. They had City, I think, just today and and, and or yesterday, and that didn't go well. And yes, they got yesterday. City. Yes, yes, they got City again in the weekend, and that's not going to go well. So. For Southampton, you know, I mean, I, I don't. It's too early to say like, okay, you're going down. You need to be. You need to be past Christmas to know who's going down or who's yeah. even in a battle to go down. Just because how tight the bottom of the table mm-hmm. can get. But that's a piss poor performance at home. And you need, if you're going to be in a relegation battle, you need home support. You need to be able to turn losses into draws. You need to be able to turn draws into wins. You need to do that at home. And you know, quite frankly, when I made the lock. I didn't think that it was. I mean, the odds weren't like so crazy in Leicester's favor. This mm-hmm. was a this was a game you would have expected Southampton to to compete in. Yeah. In the red card, you know, I I, I you, you gotta, I think you gotta throw a little bit of asterisks on the nine nil if you get a red card 30, 13, 12 minutes into the game, whatever it was. Right. It's uh, like
1: it changes the entire complexion. But I think you make make a good point. You need to keep those fans engaged, and I think the only fans who were still there were the masochists doing the wank off signs at seven nil about. You know, towards the end of the game with their rain ponchos on, and that was
0: that was about as good as it got. Yeah, I mean, and so as it stands now, they are in the relegation zone. They have taken one point in their last five games. Mm-hmm. City coming up next. It's, something needs to change. It's grim. It's not great, and you're looking at that roster, and you're saying, who's going to do it? Yeah. It's not, I- it's not promising.
1: I think the English media does something interesting where a new manager comes in, in this case Ralph Hassenhuddle at Southampton. He gave them that new manager bounce to stay up last season, mm. and he was praised as uh, this, this really great manager who seems to have a long-term vision, and now it's like, put that to the test. I haven't seen anything from this guy to prove that he's a class manager, but may, maybe it's not his fault, and Patrick, I'll bring this to you. We talked about how Leicester uh, banks on the players who they give up with new strong players. Let me run you through some names of who Southampton's given up in recent years.
0: Mm, This is a good one.
1: It's a good one. It's a really good one. I I don't know know if you've seen the Southampton uh, could be 11s floating around. Here are some of the names that will blow your mind Van Dyke, Sadio Mane, Nathaniel Klein, Alda Wereld, Wanyama, The Ox, Gareth Bale. Granted, that was a long time ago. And then Luke Shaw and Adam Lallana. Now, not all of those people are world world beaters. I think Van Dyke and Mane are the most shocking, and I think they were even on the same team together at one point. Um, but look at this team now. Who is the talisman in this team? Uh, I'm looking at their lineup against Leicester. Was it Nathan Redmond? Is it Danny the Liverpool reject? Yeah. There's just no quality in that squad.
0: No, there isn't. And, and it's, it's something that they're going to have to... They're likely going to have to address in... Um, in January, and it's mm-hmm. you know this is a this is a type of club who's not going to obviously make a splashy signing. It might be someone who's performing in the in well in the championship. I don't know if they take somebody on loan from one of the one of the larger clubs or something to that right. effect. You take know, young player, yeah. right. You know, just see if you can't pull it off. Uh, you know, to, to I mean they didn't they didn't stay up, but you know, Callum Chambers was Fulham's player of the season last year. Like there's there's opportunity for those types of players to impact your squad. And you yeah, know, if i imp- I'm, he clearly impacted it. Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine if he wasn't there. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and and so I think that there's there's areas for them to improve, and I think that they're going to need to look mm-hmm. to January at this point. Yeah.
1: I heard Mesut is looking for a club.
0: Uh, if, if it's not in London, and if it's not on 330 <laughs> pounds a week, we're not picking up the phone.
1: <laughs> Let's bring it. To the game itself, right? Arsenal Palace, game two of our breakdown on Prem de la Prem, and let's start with the game itself. Obviously, the Jacques incident, Emery's reaction, that is the headline grabber, but at the end of the day, it was a football match. Socrates and David Luiz open up the scoring to go up 2-0, exactly how you drew it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Clinical finishes. Eight
0: minutes in. Yeah,
1: started strong. Were you, do you remember feeling comfortable 2-0 up? No.
0: No. And, and, and Genuinely,
1: it goes- not even just to... No. Make a headline.
0: No. And seriously, I don't. And, and you know, I think that if, if, if Arsenal had gone into the half 2-0 up, mm-hmm. I would have been comfortable, or I would have been more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I would have been able to settle. But, you know, it's, it's not... Arsenal hasn't had a comfortable Premier League match this entire season. Right. No matter what the results have been, they have not had a game that they have won easily. They have not had a game that you really felt was in hand, maybe aside from the Burnley game, but even that was a 2-1 game in the end. Yeah. You know, and there was some scrappiness towards the end in uh, all in all, I think it's just another another example of how Arsenal still, and, you know, the Xhaka thing obviously I think indicates this as well, they're a team that struggles with their identity. They're a team that struggles with who they are. They struggle with how to play. And, you know, this is also a game where Aubameyang, Pepe, and, and, and Lacazette all started. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a team that's the front three that... That was
1: supposed to scorch the, the Premier League. Right. Yeah.
0: And, you know, they're, they're getting shit service. It's shit football. And in the end, you know, I mean... Yeah, Callum Chambers is, I think, just doing a job at right back. But it was it was a pen all the way. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not fighting.
1: I was gonna say let's not beat VAR over the head yeah. this week, even though it needs to be brought up because it's part of the game. Right. You no no problems there.
0: No, I mean, my my only problems are had that not been given a dive, had it been just play on, mm-hmm. I don't think VAR looks at it again. I think that the the clear and obvious error was the dive mm-hmm. part of it. I don't think that the clear and obvious error was the pen To reverse it, it all the way. Right, yeah. yeah. So I think that the fact that it was given as a dive mm-hmm. was part of why that was reversed. Martin in the
1: Atkinson end. was real fast to get that yellow card out. Yeah. That was...
0: That was... Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in like later... Yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah, he, he he had himself a day. He's also... I mean, on that... I'm not going to go too deep on it. He's officiated nine games this year. Four have been against Arsenal. Mm. And I say against Arsenal, intentionally. Mike Dean feeling cut. Yeah, I'm, I mean, there's. I think that there's he usually a,
1: sets those aside on his advent calendar. He lets himself eat a chocolate. He yeah, no, I think it's. Arsenal I game.
0: think it's like one of those bidding systems where they all want to get the Arsenal game so awesome. they can just bone them.
1: Twelve thirty p.m. Saturday, going,
0: going. No, no, no. They're all Monday games. Oh, I think right, we actually got right, right. a weekend game. This oh, week, that's right. Okay, which is, yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, three a.m. Yeah, we get the yeah, we, we get to shit the bed against Wolves at home. But <laughs> the you know the the football is just uninspiring. And you know that you I'm looking at the team and I'm saying who's an impact player. Mm-hmm. It's tough to say just because of the tactics. I mean, I really... I, I, my ire has been on Emory for a few weeks now, and it's not mm-hmm. it's not moving. Um, Real quick. I think you do have to give credit to Palace, though. Oh, okay. This is... A, the, the, they, I, we talked about it last week. I think that they played a, a good game at home against City. Didn't get the result. That's right. Um, but they're... I mean, Crystal, Palace, Crystal, Crystal Palace is 2-0 down at the Emirates. I think that there's something to be said about them, and they have a difficult run of fixtures here. They know yeah. it, and they took a point where... You know, I mean, you can say that they shouldn't have yeah. had it because they've taken points off Arsenal in the last three fixtures, but that's a, it's a good performance from Palace. I think it's more of a shit performance from Arsenal. No, you're but, totally yeah. right.
1: The signs were there. They were 2-0 down against City and still going for it. So you right. you could be sure, as an Arsenal fan, 2-0 down. Everyone knows Arsenal's reputation Palace is going to go for it. They and have the ambition, yeah. Sure enough, they got the equalizer through some classic Arsenal sloppy defending. You yep. know, Jordan Ayu left open at the back post. Um, and then so. the last incident to kind of bring the game full circle was the more questionable VAR call where poor man Socrates, his, his goal to go ahead in what I thought was like the 82nd, 83rd minute, uh, celebrating like the heavens were going to open out in front of him. Right. Even to the neutral, you got a little tingle there uh, for the man Papa. But talk about VAR with their high bar of intervening what was given a goal on the field was yeah. looked at and i don't want to make you know i don't want to you know harp on this just to make you feel bad but we're looking at the full pendulum swing of VAR now going oh shit people think we don't intervene enough
0: let's turn that on its head it almost feels like an overcorrection to try to cater more to the mean and it's so dumb
1: at least stay steadfast in one thing so
0: we can have a barometer <laughs> yeah i mean it's you can't you can't help but to as an Arsenal fan just be completely done in by it, and you know I think that again my ire is more towards Emery and the Arsenal performance, but it's it's hard to say that a VAR decision didn't cost Arsenal two points in this game. I think right. it's hard to say that, and it, I, it's
1: it's a nice little paper over the cracks job. But sure, uh, the, the facts. Yeah,
0: I mean that's how Arsenal's getting all their points, so I'm not Love really, really going to fight too much on it. And yeah, it, and it, yeah it, it's just consistency. Um, you know there was. You mentioned it a few episodes ago that you thought the chickens were going to come home to roost for Arsenal after a few close calls in the penalty box. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've looked at this a lot of different ways, and I can't I can't find the foul, but, you know, it is... Oh, well, you can
1: find the foul. It's on Callum Chambers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair.
1: It was bizarre world, but don't worry, because yeah. uh, the Prem de la Prem community solved this one. We put it out to the fans. We said, is VAR working in the Premier League. We got forty six percent yes,
0: fifty-four percent no. I voted yes, oddly. Yeah, I voted no. <laughs> <laughs> well that's on brand. That's, that's it. Brand. We can,
1: no, no. I mean we can close the book on that one. It's yeah. clear cut.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean we just look, it's I think it's I think it's clear that it's going to stay. I am starting to believe more and more that the FA is against it or somebody's against it and they're purposefully fucking it up. Like That's no, your
1: genuine take? No one has
0: gone to the monitor.
1: Yeah. That's what people are starting to bring up now. Uh, the
0: cutaways on NBC Sports yeah. to the sad you'll, monitor you'll, in the corner. You'll see somebody go to the monitor. I would say it's not even sponsored. in the next like two or three match weeks, oh, yeah. just because of the conversation, right?
1: And like, exactly, it's like the overcorrection. It's oh, very now we got to go look at the monitor all the time. It's not even sponsored by Microsoft Surface like the NFL. You don't get a sick little cutaway. Yeah, maybe a Geico ad scrolls in, and it's like you get a little yeah. ad break, but. Let's not belay the point. Sure. We all know why we're talking about Arsenal Palace. The Jaka incident, which I teased at the beginning of the game. This was a long time coming. I agree. This was a long time coming. I agree. We've talked about Xhaka since the roundtables over the summer. He is almost an encapsulation. You saw the way he played if you broke it down. um it reminded me a lot of United, not a lot of invention, not a lot of confidence to pass the ball forward, and then it, it really came to a head with his, his I don't know, lack for a better word, tantrum. Right. Uh, the first question I want to ask you before we get to Emery, which mm-hmm. I know you have some choice words sure. on. Sure. Do you blame the fans at all for their treatment of Xhaka in that moment?
0: 100%, I blame the fans. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think that I think the fans were in the wrong. I think that... That Jaka made that situation worse, and then the fans responded. The like he knew how the fans were going to respond after what he did. Yeah, so there was I no think, turning back. Yeah, and I think that what you know, th- there's 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 some points to be made. I think the fans' frustrations are misguided towards Jaka. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the people who are you know commenting on a post with his newborn, like you know. Go kill yourself! Oh, like Jesus. I mean, like like yeah. th- those people aren't Arsenal fans in my book. They're not mean, football fans. They're that. like pieces They're of shit. They're yeah. trolls. I mean, he's been receiving internet abuse forever. Whatever. He's only gotten booed at the Emirates over the past couple months. It has happened. Yeah. over the past couple months. Yeah, right. Um, and to be honest, he wasn't particularly poor on the day. No, you know that's the that's the it craziest part. part. It was it's just a manifestation, I think, of the the fans' frustrations mm-hmm. with Emery, much like we talked about Sorry and Jorginho last yeah. year, and you know. Jorginho didn't have an outburst. I, I find it tough to think yeah. is going to come Who's back from this soon. But Jorginho is now... Like, if we brought Carl Miguel back on, they would tell you they're mm-hmm. loving the Kovacic-Jorginho mm-hmm. pairing. Difference,
1: you know? difference with Jorginho and Jaka, though, is Jaka has the weight of that armband on his, on his arm. And even though nothing he did was warranted or even deserving of anything close or remote to captain behavior, I noticed something interesting. I think back to when people question Pogba about his leadership abilities Mm -hmm. or like the two-week cameo where he was captain Pogba is not the kind of guy who when things are going wrong is gonna take it well when people blame him Yeah, it's not You know the reactions. It's not my fault. Fuck you guys But that's not how a captain acts and I noticed that was kind of similar to Zhaka's reaction and why he's getting so frustrated Because I think the difference between a regular player and a captain is the captain takes on that higher bar of of needing to take that shtick and be like you're right we need to be better, but Jock yeah. is the player of the mentality. He's like, "Why are you yelling? Why is this coming at me?" You
0: see, I'd actually disagree with that. Okay. I think that, I think that this was a straw that broke the camel's back. I think that he has been, for better or worse, s- stalwart in his just kind of like. I mean, he's said some things that are a little bit questionable, like we deserve to win a game that we didn't deserve to win. But whatever, I, don't, I mean, that's not abnormal captain mm-hmm. behavior for me. Mm-hmm. What what I think that you know, he's done. He, he's and here's here's where I like I like Zaca reacted poorly. That's without question, and I find it tough to believe that he certainly has a difficult way back into into the fans' graces. He probably has an easy way back in Emery's team. I think that another thing we need to recognize is that Zaca was voted by his teammates as yep. the captain. Say what you will about the the, the 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 how that whole situation went down. He has the support of those in that dressing room. Mm-hmm. And why I'm particularly frustrated with the fans is I think that if you have a place where the fans, the support, and the team is divided, that team is going to stand by Granite Xhaka. Mm-hmm. He is their captain. You saw Terreira crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, whatever. Terreira cries all the time. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try, try to agree with you. Yeah, an emotional dude. He cries when... He cries all the time. Didn't know that. Yeah. All right, yeah. what a pussy. Yeah. I mean, he embraces when he joined. He's still, he's still growing up. Yeah.
1: But no, you make a good point on being voted by the players. Right. And I think youngest captain in the Swiss national team to ever exist. He, he, there's clearly something there that right. other people recognize.
0: Yeah, and th- I mean, I mentioned this before. It's like, you and I don't get it. A lot of people we talk to don't get it. The fans don't get it. But there's a lot of people who know football a fuck lot better than you or I or anyone else who's talking about it that do get it. Mm-hmm. So something's there. Mm-hmm. What I personally think it is is Xhaka executes Emery's dog shit vision better than anybody else. He's been an absolute club man. You can never argue that he puts in a shift. And you know he's there's from that perspective I can see captaincy kind of type of behaviors. A lot of other things. This is not to ignore all the other reasons. I don't think so. But what my general point is, is if there is a divide between the players and the support as a whole, that is a horrible, horrible place to be as a club. Oh, yeah. And that can be unrecoverable. Oh, yeah. And this I'm was not, a
1: watershed moment.
0: And I'm not worried... Make no mistake. I'm not worried about will people sign for Arsenal. People will sign for Arsenal. People will get over it. Big players get booed. It happens. Yeah. It's an outburst. Whatever. You can move past it. I'm worried if this continues about... Or top talent leaving. You know, mm-hmm. look, like if we miss the Champions League again, does mm-hmm. Obama Young force a move? Does Lacazette mm-hmm. force a move? Terreira, who's not getting any minutes, does he force a move? Not playing exciting football. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do those things force a move? Um, what I'm interested, I'm interested to see who captains the side coming up, uh, these, especially at home.
1: These are my questions. Yeah. One. What do you do with Xhaka? Do you strip him of the captaincy? When do you next play him? How would you treat it? And then my follow-up question, how do you think Emery's going to treat it knowing how passive he's been in, in other situations like with Ozil? Like yeah. You still have no idea what's going on.
0: Yeah, well, I'll answer the second part of this first. There's been, you know, I think, a lot of things we ignored and saying, oh, PSG, no one can win the big games at PSG. Sevilla, Valencia, they were small clubs. They couldn't compete. A lot of the reports that were about Emery that are now resurfacing mm. is that he's a complete pushover. And... Mm. Part of what happened, he went back to the players and asked the players if Xhaka should remain captain. What the fuck do you think they're gonna say? What are they gonna say? Yeah, like that man needs to have some damn conviction and make a decision. That's what I have no faith it's in. It's super embarrassing. Right? He would. He would not. He would not when he talked to the media say. Whether or not Jaka would stay a captain, mm-hmm. when he would return to the team, if it would affect his play, he gave a whole bunch of non-answers. This is similar to all the stuff he said about Ozil. We have nothing, and no he won't idea. just
1: call out Ozil like Arsenal fan TV for all their insane points. Yeah, shout out DT yeah. <laughs> makes the the finest one I've heard from an Arsenal fan, which is just tell us you don't like Ozil for your system, and we will accept it. Right, just tell us he's not fitting into your team, and we'll accept it. Right now, we're hearing that players think he's training well. You're saying, oh, he's, Ozele, he's a, good. improving, it yeah. yeah. So, have a backbone.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, again, I, I think that this was, this was, a, it, it was absolutely a watershed moment. I think it is more of a watershed moment for Emery's time at Arsenal than mm-hmm. it is for Xhaka's time. To answer your other question. Sorry, yeah. I don't, so he's already announced he's out of the Liverpool game. Which is There's a pop out yeah, but they That's a cop-out. Aubameyang's out, Lacazette's out. Was going to rest Chien- anyway. He, it's a Carabao Cup game at Anfield. He was never... He doesn't play Cup games to begin with. I don't consider that as an answer. What is... It? I don't play him at home to Wolves. I don't play him at home to Wolves. I maybe, maybe put him in the bench just to show, like, he is still part of this club. Under no circumstances does he come on. And you can have the cutaways. Right. But I think that it's important... I think what is important for Arsenal to do... Is to show some sort of unity as a club. Yes, I think that we have a very, very big task on our hands to recover this incident. I mean, it, it was. I I feel for Xhaka, the human being. Yes, like entirely, he's getting way more stick than he deserves, and I think he responded in a very human way. And especially, he's, he's got like a, a a two three week old baby. Like who knows what other kind of Probably stresses not he's under. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so it's. I understand what Xhaka did. I think he was in the wrong. I think that he needs to issue an apology to the Arsenal supporters. Why has
1: that not come yet?
0: uh, Everything we've heard from Emery, it's that he's devastated, he's sad, he's training, but he's like, you know, he's like broken right now and he's like, we gotta recover as a person. It's really bad. Mind you, he didn't have shit to say when Ozil got literally fucking assaulted. And then Xhaka has a, a meltdown and he's treating it as if, like you know, we got to coddle this guy, right? So, I mean, I think the underlying thing to all this, and I'll end it on this, is Emery's piss-poor man management. Granted, Xhaka should have been pulled from the team months and months and months ago. What happens when any competent manager has players who are out of form? They pull them out of the team. Arsene Wenger was, like, notoriously good at this, where he would give, you know, a younger player, and Xhaka wasn't a younger player, but he'd give a younger player a run of form, get him five good games under there, one bad game, you're out. And you get back into training, you regain your you regain your fitness, you mm-hmm. figure things out, and you get that hunger back in. You don't get complacent. Mm-hmm. We saw like Maitland-Niles is essentially out of the Arsenal team now because got, Emery just ran him into the fucking ground and, out of position that he's not meant to play. I think he's going to be Ox 2.0, and he's going to be out of Arsenal within a couple of years. And I think okay. that you're seeing it with you're seeing it with Ozil not going down with, that rabbit hole. You're seeing it with Torreira. <laughs> I mean, I think you're 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 also I also got questions about you know I mean say what you will about Socrates and Louise getting on the score sheet, but. Louis completely lost. Are on that second goal? Yeah. There's no one else. He's it's like pay we've never seen to. the David Louis scouting report.
1: Yeah. It's like scoring a goal and conceding a terrible goal in one game is his mo. Yeah. Um, sorry, I want to let you. keep Yeah,
0: going. but I mean, I think that, I think that, um, I, I integrate Xhaka into in a way cup game is probably the first thing that I do. Which is not this one. I think he needs a break. But I yeah, think, I think he'll
1: be out of the Carabao Cup.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, probably. But, I mean, I'm t- the, the Europa League. It's a low-stakes game. You know, the kids are already out there. They're having a good... Like, I think that you need to get him back into the game away from the Emirates. I also think that that's not what United Emery's going to do. I would I would be shocked if he plays at Wolves, but I would, I would also be shocked if... We go like the entire of November, and granted, Jaka hasn't played, and I think there's probably about a fifty-fifty chance he wears the armband again as well. And that is, and that is, that is, I think, an indictment on Unai Emery and what he's brought to the table. But Unai Emory brought this whole situation upon himself by not giving Jaka those natural rests, mm-hmm. by forcing, in a sense, forcing the fans' hands and their reactions, and that reaction brought out Jocka's reaction. And you can be all re- negative, and all you can negative. be
1: arrested and still be the captain, like.
0: I'm not endorsing
1: this by any means, but fucking Ashley Young's our captain, and he's not a starter. Jordan Henderson gets left out of teams.
0: Yeah, he's not a starter in the team, but that's fine. He's the club captain. David Silva gets left out of teams. You have a vice captain. No big deal. Yeah, company got left out of teams last year. Like, it's every single club does it. It's It's just man management. Stubbornness and no backbone is a terrible combination. Because
1: Mourinho, you got stubbornness, but you know he's got a backbone. Yeah. Uh, So let me end it here. Sure. You kind of answered this. I want to make it very blatant. Are you stripping Jock of the captaincy? Me? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. I, w- I was going to have some follow-ups if you weren't. Yeah. You think Emery is
0: 50-50 on stripping him from the captaincy? I'm okay. certain he's 50-50, or he's just doing the old United Emery, not telling us what he wants. I mean, I watched the press conferences, and you know, he's... I mean, I feel for them both as human beings, but he's not fit to manage this club, and Jaka clearly isn't fit to be the captain. Mm-hmm. So, But I, I, don't, I don't trust Emery to make that same decision. Last question: Do you think Jaka fits into your vision of an Arsenal team? I, I don't think so. No, okay. no. I mean, certainly not the guy that's you need if you're going to absorb pressure. You know, I think that, I think that Jaka is somebody who would thrive in Italy. I really do. At a little bit of a slower pace. You know, the guy can pick a pass. He can definitely hit a shot if he's given he a can little. A A pass. Yeah, just in the most literal sense of that yeah. phrase. Ping. <laughs> just <laughs> about that. So I mean, I, I, and, and again, yeah, he's he's a, he's the captain of a top 10 FIFA ranked squad in in Switzerland. Like, you know, he's not a man without quality, Uh, but I don't think he's fit for the pace of the Premier League. Well, it's just a shit show.
1: There was a lot of lines, there were a lot of lines that were crossed there, and I do think at the end of the day, you have to realize that these are people. Yeah, uh, the tensions rise when you, you pull on a shirt that so many people in the world would die to play for. And that's where the tensions get so high. Yeah, But, Holy shit! Like, you go through mental warfare. Yeah. Last thing I'll say on this, I think uh, Arsenal really, uh, like, mom, like, mothered Jaka in a in a weird way in the media, where they're like, we're offering him counseling. It's like, Granite pissed the bed again last night. We had to let him come yeah. home from school early. It's like, holy yeah. shit! You want to see that in the media?
0: Yeah. Again, it's 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 Emery's bed that Jaka is being forced to lay in, and I think that's incredibly unfair. To Xhaka, which is why I do draw some ire towards Because the he missed his bed and he
1: went to go stay in his parents' bed. Right.
0: Well, he stayed in Emery's bed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll let you draw the
1: conclusions there. Butt to butt. Let's move it on. <laughs> Human centipede. <laughs> Liverpool Spurs. Our third game. That was good. Do you feel? Do you feel catharticized? No. I feel wardage. worse. Okay. Good. I feel worse. Good. That's what I wanted.
0: This is basically like the worst version of the Kepisari incident last year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that oh, was yeah.
0: that was objectively hilarious. So I can only imagine yeah. how much fun everyone else is having with this.
1: Oh, the United Reddit is having such a good time because we forget about the insane dysfunction at United because you just topped it.
0: Yeah, it's fu- it's just miserable, dude. It's absolutely miserable. Mm-hmm. It's like we'll you're it.
1: you're in a terrible relationship, and there's a full on meltdown going over uh, yeah. going on at table number two at the restaurant. You're like, look at those clowns.
0: Yeah, I'm not at all looking forward to this Wolves game. Like, there's a there's they have the ability to recover this all at the Wolves game. They really do. Like not all of it, but most of it, I just eh, I just don't see it happening. Like I'm just not looking forward to it.
1: I don't think it's gonna go up. Well. I agree. I want to. I, yeah. I'm trying to do Mr. Brightside for you. I can't.
0: The one thing that I think is objectively hilarious about this is Emery is going to play Mesut Ozil at Liverpool in the Carabao Cup today. Can't fucking wait. And he's gonna play like shit because he's out of form and it's against Liverpool at Anfield. And then he's go to the media and say, you see Ozil, you know. He doesn't work. He doesn't do. He's going to have tape of the worst possible scenario for Ozil. I just hope he shines. He's not bringing a or Lacazette. It's going to be awful for Ozil. I just hope Ozo. he shines.
1: Oh, all right. Oh, we got to leave it on. Well, let's talk about their opponents in the Carabao Cup and how they performed in the Premier League. Liverpool Spurs um, finished 2 1 in favor of Liverpool. Right. Late comeback. Uh, Spurs came out, nicked an early goal, finally a captain in my fantasy team. Slotted a goal home. Did not make much difference. But Harry Kane early off the bat. Uh, and then they defended like a lower league team hanging on to result. And I've never seen anything like that in my entire life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not dissimilar from what they did at, um, at the Etihad in the you know, match week two. Um, and they did hold on. They, they held on for dear life. You know, I mean, I think they're a team that's fit to defend. Mm-hmm. So I don't hate the strategy. Um, but when you score in the first minute and you absorb pressure for 90 especially against a team like Liverpool you're probably going to concede. Yeah. Uh, and sure enough they did.
1: It came it came from a Jordan Henderson volley. Uh, top bloke. You, you you wouldn't wish it on any other player in the Liverpool team. That's really the guy you want uh, picking up the mantle and you know really for the neutral it just makes you so happy that he's the one to score the equalizer.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's just just put a fucking cherry on top of my weekend. Pressure told. <laughs> Pressure told. And Uh, somehow I'm getting pissed off at Spurs losing, but whatever. Yeah, no, what the fuck? I'm just real messed up.
1: Mark's getting up in that brain here. He's got some beachfront real estate. I'll tell you. Yeah. (laughs) How's that view of the Atlantic Ocean looking from your cranium? I'll tell you what. I went on Reddit because I I hate Jordan Henderson, if you couldn't tell from my sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I forgot why. I, I, I racked my brain. I was like, why do I hate Jordan Henderson? So I Googled it. I Googled, why do I hate Jordan Henderson? The top article was a Reddit essay, which is titled...
0: Mm-mm.
1: Why I believe people hate Jordan Henderson and why he is the best player.
0: Oh my God!
1: Yeah. Uh, clearly from a from a Liverpool fan, and it's uh, in the
0: circle jerk soccer Reddit.
1: Here are the top <laughs> options. Why I believe people hate Jordan Henderson. He runs funny. Looks kind of funny.
0: <laughs> I fair fair plays
1: for Liverpool. Took over as captain from Steven Bloody G M eight. These are my main irrational reasons that I think are most common. Okay. And uh, he's right on half of those. I think he's right on all of them. Yeah, he's right on all of them. (laughs) You're right. Anyway, that's why I hate him. And then we said it at the beginning of the goddamn season. It's going to take a little bit of luck to accompany any title run. And damn, they are handing out these scrappy-ass penalties at the Anfield like it's candy on a Halloween weekend.
0: I think another fair one, though. They're scrappy, Yeah, it's but fair
1: enough.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not... Fa-
1: it's like, why are you in that situation? Why did you put yourself in that situation?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm not so frustrated because I see that shit every week, but it's just... it's. I think that there's and something to, you, to be said. Defended. There's something to be said about... Um, you know, I'm not sure exactly sure who, who drew this penalty, but Liverpool's not bad at getting to the spot. And they're also not bad at coming back. They've had a couple of games this year, I believe, mm-hmm. three or four where they have been trailing and ended up with a result. Mm-hmm. Obviously they've got a result in every game. Uh, but they this is this is part of what we talked about about them last year. They were a team, if you remember the the, the Merseyside Derby, the, the the Jordan Pickford Blunder. They scraped one away. <sighs> they did something very similar towards the end of the season where they got a had a light free kick and were able to whip it in and get a goal. Uh, you know, even the game in the Champions League against Barcelona was a very, very scrappy result. And like, how do they come back three 0 down on ag- aggregate? It's, of course, it's a, a a cheeky corner. You know, it's like there's there's something about this team that they ha- they have this will to win, especially at Anfield. Mm-hmm. I believe 45 unbeaten at Anfield. It's yeah. in a row. It's it's in all it's competitions. No it's it's a very very tough place to play. And I think that you go into there praying you can get a draw yeah. as an opposing team.
1: The signs this season, I think there's, without a doubt, I don't want to trigger any Liverpool fans, Will Jones. Uh, I Without a doubt, this is a team with quality, but I think you also look at a luck index and, and things that just seem to go their way, right. and, and and they are punching above that weight of what I think the average is there as far as like lucky teams. And, and yeah, it, that's what you need. It, yeah. it, it's not unique to Liverpool. Throughout the history of the Premier League, those teams can point to specific results who have won the title and be like, remember that game? You mentioned the Merseyside Derby. It didn't end up happening, but like the double doink against the crossbar for Ori right. to tap it in, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, last question on that, and it's actually relative to Spurs. Sure. Gazaniga put on a show. Yeah. Is there a goalkeeper controversy at, at Tottenham Hotspur?
0: No, not yet. Not yet. I think this that... This was brought up before this game, by the way. You know, I understand. Um, okay. I Let's First go, of all... Let's go fuck you you don't need to have a controversy. You don't need to have a controversy. You know, Lloris, I think if he's lucky is going to play in January, right? So you have two months that you got to deal with this guy. That's a lot of games, and he's going to be your first team guy. Let's see how he does. Let's not mistake Spurs for any sort of world beaters. They're eleventh in the table. They got one win in their last five. They're not they're not a team that's got it all put together right now. And I don't I think that they were probably doing, you know, uh, aside from his Cruyff turns, I don't really think. Lloris was doing anything that bad.
1: (laughs) That's like saying, like, apart from Trump's foreign policy, I don't (laughs) think he's that
0: bad of a president.
1: Well, that's still saying quite a bit. But (laughs) there's lots of other aspects. Okay, force my hand. Sure. Gazzaniga continues to perform like he did against Liverpool until Hugo Lloris is fit. Is Pochettino, or whoever's going to be manager, going to have a tough decision to make when Lloris
0: is fit again? No, I don't think so. Okay, you're you're riding the Lloris train. I think it's Lloris. He is think, their club captain. But, yeah, and yeah. I think if doesn't go for much these days. Yeah, clearly. But I think if he's you know I think it's 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 good to have competition. We talk about this all the time. If Lloris drops in form, then yeah, maybe you play him against a uh, you know a, a Southampton away, and if he gets a clean sheet, then maybe you bring him. In. You know, you can you can work him into the team that way. Um, you know, we 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 mused at the uh, the controversy a year ago with. Um, with Check and Leno, and it didn't take too long for Leno. I mean, it took about ten weeks, but like Leno eventually got a couple appearances, and then mm-hmm. he was the guy. So there's ways to do it, you know, a little bit more politically. And I think if Pochettino's like shown anything, it's that he's he knows who he wants to play, mm-hmm. and I think Hugo Lloris is that guy. Mm-hmm. But
1: you know, we'll see. All right, um, am I missing anything on Liverpool
0: Spurs? No, I mean uh, someone needs to take Liverpool down to defend the Invincibles. That's right. Um, I mean, we were. At I thought United. To see it make it happen. Yeah, I thought United was going to do it. Yeah, but you were cheering. Yeah, we're also
1: saying the Invincibles channel a little too loudly next to what seemed to be the mayor of Manchester United. goes hey,
0: well, maybe we'll get him on one day and he'll tell me to fuck off because he seems to not really like anybody that's not a Manchester United fan.
1: So. Yeah, that was very savory. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'm looking at the shot clock, and you know we like to keep our promises to fans. We're coming up mighty fine to an hour with our segments left. We're in a so nice little
0: zone. 45 we're in a nice zone. We can, we can just people fire them
1: it. off, bing, bang, boom. Bang, bang, bang. I've got a Mr. Brightside. I know you've got a trivia. Why don't we do a little quid pro quo? I'll hit you with my Mr. Brightside. We all know our beloved LAFC and the MLS is now on a crash course to the cup final. They've just beaten the Seattle Sounders handedly, and they're heading to the final. I want you to tell me... Oh, did that not happen? Sorry, these match notes came a little early. Uh, <laughs> I want you to tell me... First of all, open up those
0: eager eyes. Sure. And tell me that the MLS is as good as the Premier League. Look, you're not... You're not... I'm not going to say it's better because it is just as good. Because there's only two leagues where anything Oh, I'm anything sorry. Let happen. me read this
1: again. Okay, yeah. The MLS is as good.
0: You got off. You got off. Yeah. Thank God, there are only two leagues in the entire world where anything can happen, where the pressure on the field, the calamities, of the, man,
1: loophole in my Mr. of the like, man, of the man in so yellow,
0: of the men in yellow, can come to fruition. The MLS is nothing if not exhilarating. And I would say the same thing about the Premier League. You know what, James? I'll double down. The MLS is better than the Premier League. Yes. And here's why. Specificity. Here's why. We take all their garbage talent, and we bring it over here, and we put it on display for it to fall and crumble. Wayne Rooney, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Robbie Keane. Who's the we, who's the they? I'm very confused. The MLS takes the Premier League's garbage. Okay, got it. And I thought you were going the other shows way. shows it to the world. We pay so much because we can, and we like extravagance in the MLS, mm-hmm. and we show them how poor they really were. At the other teams.
1: And they're flourishing in the MLS.
0: No, no, no. no. Wayne Rooney pissed his way out of the MLS. It's, a, it's like, a, they're like firecrackers in the MLS. They go, pew, and then they blow up. <laughs> but, in the MLS, <laughs> we take the talent from God knows where in the world, we put it on a field, we get people who have never officiated a game before, and we say, hey... You can blow your whistle ten times. Goals count. Kickoffs count. And so these refs don't know what to do. And we say, hey, we're going to put a yellow card in one pocket and a red card in the other pocket. You're not going to know which, but you can't go back on your promises. And so that's why they hold on to their cards because they don't want to throw a red card out when they think it's just a yellow card offense. And every time you're going to see studs up to the shins and you see a yellow card, it's because they grabbed the wrong pocket. And I'll tell you that. It's the same reason the Little League. grab the wrong pocket. Little League is the my one of my favorite sports. It's because anything can happen. Because mm-hmm. there's just you, mm-hmm. the skill level is just
1: yeah. <sniffs> what the refs don't show in cards for egregious fouls. They make up for in firm hand gestures and body language.
0: They run to the point of a free kick and stand face forward towards the goal and point. Right after a studs to the shin tackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got the foul, didn't they? Yeah. How was that? Uh, I blacked out.
1: Yeah, I mean, you started with As Good, and I thought you found my loophole, and you didn't purge yourself with As Good pertaining to entertainment, and then you doubled down and said it was going to be better, and then all your arguments were about entertainment. So, yeah. I don't really know how to judge this one, but I think entertainment value on my end, I'm giving that an A minus. Look, I would rather watch Fast and the Furious than The King Speech.
0: Yeah, I, that is fair, and I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a great encapsulation of, of my opinion on yeah. this podcast. Not enough
1: Toyota Yaris's in the King Speed. I think we
0: had a review in our in our podcast feedback that said, I think we know what Pat's saying. So I think we're good. Yeah. I think we're nailing it.
1: Couldn't find acid. Here you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we Shout out remember. whoever wrote that one. Yeah. They are anonymous. Yeah, that was a great one.
1: All right. Trivia. Hit me. Okay. I'll try not to black out. I'll have whatever he's having.
0: <clears throat> Trivia. Segment number two. That is the name of the segment. Marcus Rashford yeah. and Antonio Martial became the second pair of teammates to score a goal and miss a penalty in the same game. Name the other first pair of teammates to do this.
1: Another group of two players in on the, the Premier same League team. era on the same team. Oh, jeez. But also scoring that game.
0: They both miss a penalty and they both score a goal in the same game. Okay. First question. Where'd you find this? Online.
1: <laughs> oh really? I thought you just walked across the poster on the street. Um. This is a complete hunch. I'm going Robert Pires and Thierry Henry.
0: Trick question. Those idiots were the only ones that ever do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dick.
0: Oh, jeez. I actually think I do have another trivia question, if I can find my phone here.
1: I'll stall that with a rebuttal. Uh, Marcus Rashford, as you might recall, after he missed that penalty, slotted one home for his 50th goal in his Manchester United career, and that was 80 days fewer than it took Cristiano Ronaldo. You folks at home might have heard that uh, to reach that tally in the same amount of, you
0: know, time at United. Is that the same Cristiano Ronaldo that is the second worst free kick taker in Serie A history? Uh, let me check my math there. Yeah. Got it. Where'd you find that one? The same where I'm finding uh, this one. Okay. Um, so this one... It's got one of those in- unsecure site uh, little badges next to it. Okay, so this one it is a um, it is a three... Let me just make sure it's three. I can do four. I can do four. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to stall for you? No, I got them. This is real trivia. This is real trivia. I will walk out if you're trolling me. This is courtesy... This is very insecure. These are all real. This is courtesy of Bleacher Report Football, for those of you who really care about where I get my information. Um, Absolute beacon of... James isn't allowed to follow it, because that's where all the good trivia comes from. Um, I would like for you to name... Yeah. This is um, in honor of Ansu Fati, who, at 16 years and 10 months... At Barca became the youngest goal scorer in Barcelona yes, history. Well aware, of course. I want you to name the youngest goal scorer. Oh, shit. For Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United, and Liverpool. I would say that they are the the Liverpool rank them easiest to hardest. Liverpool, Arsenal. Liverpool the easiest. Liverpool, Arsenal. United, Chelsea. Youngest.
1: Arsenal, I'm going Theo Walcott. Fabregas. Cool. Uh, wow, I'm shook. Liverpool's the easiest one? Yeah. Youngest. I should know United. In the Premier League era?
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh... Rashford. It's a guy named Federico Macheda. Yep, knew
1: that. 2009.
0: 17 years, 7 months. Oh man, those were the glory days. Uh, Okay, I'm stalling on Liverpool. Chelsea, oh boy. I never heard of this guy, which might say more about me than it does about you. Actually, no, I think I've heard of him. Maybe not, though. Uh,
1: Is it an academy guy? English name?
0: No, I'm looking... Eh, it could be English. could be Swedish. Okay, so it's not Joe Cole. No. <laughs> <laughs> could be Swedish. <laughs> he just kind of looks Swedish. You got pictures? Yeah. Fuck. All right, give it to me. Mikael Forsell.
1: Yeah, I would
0: never have gotten that. No, I, I don't know who it is. Yeah.
1: Liverpool is the easiest one. I'm I just think harping you're on that k- one. I think you're going to kick yourself when you hear it. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, jeez.
0: English? Yes. Okay. Five. Do you want the year? Yeah.
1: 97. Ah, uh, Oh, Michael
0: Owen. There it is. Hey, I got one, baby! Hey.
1: Thanks for the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I high 5 Patrick's uh, pound. I feel like
0: I had to just say that. The, that air. was going to weigh on us all week. Yeah, okay, I'm glad I got it out there. Yeah, I got right. a Freak
1: of the Week for you. Great. The Freak of the Week. Oh, mm. Logan. Freak. Okay, so here's what it is. Mark Ogden of ESPN FC, who uh, writes the barn burner articles that are the player ratings after the match. Jesus. Which are, I clickbait's not the right word. They're a waste of internet space. <laughs> Ashley Young every week is 6 out of 10, uh, ran about the pitch, attempted to put some crosses in. It, that that puts it right there. Even on
0: weeks when he doesn't play. Anyway, he,
1: he broke his normal routine and wrote an actual article, but here's the headline for you. Warning, one hat trick does not make Pulisic a star. Duh. Uh. (laughs) ESPN ESPN is swerving their own coverage because they're doing all the Pulisic hype. And they're like, hold on a second. He's not as good as everyone makes him out
0: to be. It's just (laughs) expert journalism.
1: Yeah, they make their own media cycle to uh, push against. It's honestly pretty impressive.
0: There's one man who can do it all by himself, and that man is Stephen A. Smith.
1: Oh, he'll battle his own points.
0: I'll tell you what I know, James! Oh, I meant to tell, tell you I'll tell you what
1: I know! I meant to tell you this. This morning I had it on. Uh, him and Spears teamed up on Max Kellerman, who was making the better points, but just because it was two on one, they, they like pinned him down and just exclaimed that he lost
0: the debate. Oh, it's I've never great. seen
1: anything like it in my entire life. Look, it's... I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. The Stephen
0: life. A. Smith Show is my favorite comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, do you have a freak of the week, or am I, I just do. carrying this show? It's going to okay.
0: Neil Davis. Okay, I'm. Yeah, who? Exactly. He's the fucking knobhead who's the VAR assistant for the <laughs> Arsenal Arsenal Palace game. This man has never officiated a Premier League match ever. Yet he has the authority to tell mark Atkinson, who's officiated, he was over our two hundred. Might have been over three hundred. He's Premier a League. goddamn dinosaur, right? Well, say what you will about Martin Atkinson. But I don't think that the FA should be putting people in a position where they can over-rule an, overrule an on-field official if they have never officiated a Premier League game. They don't know the pace. They don't know yeah. how things are run. And so I'm giving I mean that makes sense. But my what? freak of the week to Neil.
1: Yeah, I mean shout out Neil. That's probably the most press he's ever gotten. I mean, what else? He's him on any time. They never cut away to that VAR booth, so you could be dressed in there like a Skype interview, button down up top, boxers down low.
0: Yeah, it's the Mike Dean rules.
1: Welcome to my bachelor pad. Look, they're... this is the man cave. We've got a few rules. You never look at that monitor over there.
0: <laughs> we got a little magic eight ball. <laughs> oh, check this out. Yeah. I can solve this Rubik's Cube in 30 minutes. <laughs> uh...
1: I don't know why he's got that accent. Yeah. Anyway, it's from the deep south. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we bring it to goal of the week? Let's do it. And lest we forget, it's spooky season, a.k.a. end of October, a.k.a. goal of the month season.
0: So Zach
1: Galifianakis, GIF, us trying to figure out the difference between goal of the week and goal of the month and whether or not they can be the same thing. I still don't think I get it, but I'll start with my goal of the week. And here's my qualifier. It's the goal of the week, but only from the live speed broadcast camera angle. And that's Pascal Gross's free kick against Everton. Live speed broadcast angle, it looks like the nastiest free kick. Okay. Because it's like sideways on, and you don't get your your relativity to the center of the goal, and then you see the replay, and it's a horrendous error from Jordan Pickford,
0: from which the, he seems to be getting quite good at. Yeah, uh,
1: it's it's startling how just hyper he is in goal. Yeah, when is England gonna get a reliable keeper? That's the thing about Pickford. I would pick him in a penalty shootout over anyone else. I. He just does not make me feel safe in any other situation. Oh, yeah.
0: He's a proper psycho, which makes him great for the, yeah. the shootouts. What's Joe Hart up to?
1: Anyway, broadcast angle. Okay. Pascal Gross against Everton. Shout out to Brighton winning that game and putting Marco Silva on the absolute brink.
0: But lest we forget, pressure is a privilege. So I think he's doing just fine. I think he's loving it. He's feeling his... He's got Tottenham at home this week, too, doesn't he? Portuguese privilege. Yeah, so he's going to he's gonna be light, lit for that. Yeah, that's, that's sack bowl. It could be. Could be. It He's losing be. their job. Pochettino ain't right, losing his job. All right, yeah, you're right. He's built up too much goodwill. Yeah. Anyway, goal of the week. Going, Jay Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking pelter, man. It's the common man. It's yeah. the common man's goal. Yeah. But I would, yeah. I would expect you to pick that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. But, I mean, there's a point. Like, I love the team goal, but there's a distance where it's just stupid. And he, he put a, a real proper hit on that. A little bit of a knuckle action. Ended up in the corner. Making Keppo look like a little cuck little, little boy always makes me happy. So yeah. Um, yeah, not big on big on Jay. How about your goal of the month? I was just gonna say, do you think Keppo gave Jaco a call?
1: Words of support. No, he's like, get this dude. When it blows over, you can be
0: the manager. <laughs> Fuck Captain, I'll make you the owner. Uh, I, yeah, God knows what's gonna happen there. <laughs>
1: goal of the month. I got David Silva. Crystal Palace, which is really a Kevin De Bruyne, City wrapped into one, full team goal, as you just mentioned, you loved. And they slotted it home after some well-worked passes. Uh, Raheem Sterling chipped over for the killer pass against yep. the, through the back line for Silva to slot at home. And that's City at its best. And, you know, you lo- like or hate the team, like or hate Guardiola.
0: It's what they do best, and it was a joy to watch. That is my goal of the month for October. This is also my goal of the month. And... I'm actually astounded because that was not your goal of the week.
1: Yeah. What are you trying to say?
0: Wow. What are you trying to say? It seems like I've influenced you, young James. No. That's also my goal of the month. I follow my heart. Yeah. Okay,
1: fine. We'll so, let your heart take you wherever I lead you. Goal of the week. I forget what I picked. Oh. What? I forget what I picked. Last week? Do, 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 do. Scrolling through my notes. Oh, Gilfie Sigurdsson? Was that last week? Yeah,
0: it or was, was it two weeks? Or was it two weeks ago? No, that was, it was Sigurdsson.
1: Yeah, well, that was my goal of the week because I just I felt it that week.
0: Okay, okay, and then you had some time to reflect, and I woke up on that side of the bed. I thought, Sigurdsson. Fair play to you. No, I mean, I, it, look, I this is I think you're doing it right. Finally, um, so yeah, David <laughs> Silva goal of the month for me as well. Is it going to be your goal of the year? No, it can't be. Hmm. It was already goal of the month. Remember when
1: I said John Michael Seri? For Fulham in August was going to be the goal of the month, and I locked goal of the year, and I locked it. I mean, it was still probably top ten.
0: Eh, Andre, Andre Townsend had something in to say context that looked pretty average. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
1: All right, you know, there's no better way to wrap it up. We are coming to the end, and you're walking down a dark alley. But oh wait, it's the Degenerate District.
0: It sure is. It sure is, young Jimothy. Uh, let me talk to you fans for a minute. We're we're ten weeks in. On my locks, I've given you an eight. In two record Bridge. eight and two record that is scalable dm us if you're actually taking these bets yeah i'd be
1: interested to know if anyone people like the, the segment people do like the segment i think it's funny to you know think about someone's gambling addiction yeah you know it's like oh i'd hate to be patrick who just lives on Bavada. i think that's where the entertainment
0: comes from okay do, do you bet
1: on your own locks and crocs
0: I do more consistently now. I wasn't as consistent to start the year. Yeah, you've got a wedding to pay for, so I get it. Yeah. I did, <laughs> I did. however, um, I bet I bet most of my locks. I've not bet most of my Crocs. Well, oh, you're, you're 8 out the of 10 on the locks. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, Seriously,
1: do reach out to us if you take them
0: and um, show some love. Yeah, and also just kind of put a little bit more pressure on me because right now I just think I'm talking to myself. And if somebody's actually taking these, maybe I'll step my game up and go, you know, 10 out of 10. So I think this is a big week, though. Lock. Chelsea away to Watford at minus 150. Okay. Chelsea's on an absolute tear. Watford, winless. Yeah. And minus 150, it's away. That's a pretty telling line,
1: in my opinion. Does it matter if they beat or lose to United in the Carabao Cup? No. Okay. No.
0: Not at all. I I mean, we... we it's a pretty we, safe lock. We didn't touch on him, but I think that Frank Lampard's done a tremendous job with his squad so far. I think that he's got them in a really good place, and I I don't like how quickly Chelsea seemingly has been able to turn it around. 38-game season, I still expect there to be some aggression as the season wears on, and they haven't really been dealt Show an injury. Show me a year from now. Show me a year from now. Sure. Sure. And if they're able to spend $300 because mm-hmm. that's what they got out. Mm-hmm. They might be in a little different Oh, I can't
1: wait for when they sign a world-class player and he's keeping Abraham out of the team and not performing. That's going to be a storyline, and I can't wait.
0: That's actually fair.
1: I cannot wait for that storyline. That's fair. It's going to be so fun.
0: But, regardless, lock them in this week. The work that's going on right now. Yeah, this might be, the hopefully this is the best Chelsea team in years. Uh, the Croc. The Croc. And I actually have to figure out who they're playing again. Um, oh, yeah. I'm taking an Aguero hat trick. They are home against Southampton, a team that just gave up nine goals. And Aguero slotted two against them today, or yesterday. Yesterday, James, yesterday. Fuck. At plus 900. It's a decent shout. That's a decent shout. It's a decent shout. What about Aguero for a brace? It'll probably be like, actually, no, I did look at it. It's plus 225.
1: That's not good enough. No, it's not. It's not. It just, Is it an exact or at least a brace? Or at at least, least a brace. Okay. Oh, at
0: okay. least a brace. Got it. Exact um, a brace would be, what's the point of taking that bet? All right. How Imagine much w- betting on exactly a brace and Aguero Nets a hat trick. An exacta? That, yeah. That's, that's a jump out the window kind of bet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the word of the day on Prem de la Prem. Defend a straight. Yes. All right. Folks, what a wild ride it's been. That's Match Week 10 <laughs> We made it all the way through. Thank God. And thank you guys for listening. You are the lifeblood of this podcast. And we want to keep giving back. If you like the way we're tuning this up, let us know. If there's other suggestions you have, we are all for it. We're already thinking about how to come out with some video segments that is in the works. uh, And we are expanding beyond Instagram. It's just taking our intern a little time to put that together. Because that intern is Pat and James. So stay with us. And thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week on Match Week
0: 11 what's up prem heads make sure to find us on apple Podcasts at prem de la prem a Premier league podcast and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews segments and hot takes that you can handle you can also find us on instagram for some fire content at prem de la prem podcast no spaces no punctuation just like life